Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, my friends. This week, I want to talk about friendships and relationships and how how they change throughout the course of our lives, the difference between friendships and how they were created in our childhood versus how we create and maintain friendships in our adulthood and ways that we can deepen these connections and really benefit from them and give the best of ourselves to others. So I have a young daughter and she is so quick and easy to make friends and everybody wants to play with her and it's fun and she gets overwhelmed and she's like, everyone wants to play with me. What's going on? And it's so interesting to have that contrast with the adults in my life who are all like, where are all the people be at? <laughs> Why is it so hard to meet anyone? Why is it so difficult to make friends? And what's going on there? So I have a few different insights to share. And one is that any relationship takes shared experiences in order to develop. So for my daughter, who is put into a situation where, you know, she goes to school every day, the same way we did when we were kids. And it's easy to make connections, have something to talk about and almost be forced into friendships when you are surrounded with people that are sharing your same experience day in and day out. You're able to reflect on things you have, like you can make in jokes. You can have an experience and go, oh, hey, remember when that happened yesterday? He he he, and laugh about it and come up with stuff to talk about. Whereas in our adult lives, other than coworkers, and even then often we're all in separate offices and stuff, like everything is kept separate. We're not really collaborating as much anymore. And we don't have as many shared experiences as we once did. And I think it's why there's like this huge push that we're all like, gosh, we can't wait to go to college and make all those friends. And like, we just bond so tightly because it's an intense emotional shared experience of everything is new. Everything is big, a lot of responsibility, but then we all go off and get our jobs, get married, have kids, whatever. And the experiences that you might be having versus maybe your best friend start to diverge. And then you versus the other friends in your circle, like some of you got married, some of you didn't, some of you got divorced, some of you didn't, some of you had children, some of you didn't, some have dogs, cats, whatever, um, people get hired to jobs and fired, or they promote themselves, some people open their own businesses. And as these experiences happen, we're all happy for each other because we're friends, but the shared common experiences are less and less. And now we just have memories of things that we did back in the day but not as much to draw on from here and now. And it's why I think um, people end up saying like, I only really have that kind of close relationship with my spouse. And in part, that's because you spend at least, you know, eight, maybe hopefully 16 hours a day with that person, depending on schedules. Like I think most of us, it's like we're passing in the night, right? We don't even work the same jobs. We've all got different schedules and it makes it more and more and more difficult to create and maintain these relationships over time. So let's key back in on that important aspect of friendship, which is shared experiences and creating opportunities for those. I think that's 
one of the most important things in being able to maintain or build a friendship is to remember that we have to show up and it can get hard. You guys, like I, I'm guilty. I get tired, man. Like, I don't want to go out. If it's like someone asked me like, let's go out at seven o'clock at night. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Bedtime's at like eight o'clock. <laughs> got to start getting ready for bed. We're in bed by nine. I don't want to go out. And then I'll have this thought going, oh, except I want to have a shared experience. I want to be able to go out and have done something or have a memory, create something new that I haven't already done before. And it isn't just us showing up, telling each other a bunch of things that happened that that person wasn't even there for. And I think that's where friendships begin to drift apart and become difficult is you still care about the other person, right? And you want to check in with them. But after a certain point of time, you're like, yeah, well, I'm not there. I'm not in the same state. I don't have that shared experience. I'm not doing the same thing. I don't, I'm not doing that. I cannot relate. And that's what we don't want to have happen, right? Is not being able to relate to each other anymore. Mm. So advice I have on friendships and things that I'm taking up for myself is one, if you're finding yourself in need of more and you're wanting to meet more people or find people with which to become friends, one thing it's it's difficult for me to even talk about too, is that there's so much that happens online now and you can have really deep and wonderful friendships in your online space and in that world, because you can share a common experience there. So that's definitely one, but it's also are there people or even the same people that you're meeting online that you can meet in person and have shared experiences personally? And often those two are different. So you can have really tight friends that you're in a gaming group or whatever online and you're playing, but you're probably never going to meet in person because you're in different countries or different time zones. And the shared experience you have, the friendship that you have is built on the common experience within the game. Then there's friendships that are community-based like we live in the same neighborhood or we have kids that are the same age. So we get together and we have that common experience. But even with those, I'm finding it's important to create moments and spaces and to say yes more to gatherings, even if it's not what you would normally do, <laughs> because you want to have memories that happened at the same time. You want to be with that other family when our kids are playing, right? And they have this experience and we witness it. You want to be physically present and aware and a part of it rather than a part, because otherwise then you're just two families whose kids are friends, but you're not friends. <laughs> so I'm starting to notice this kind of dynamic and making decisions for myself about how I want to go forward. What relationships would I like to deepen and how can I make opportunities for that? So does it involve needing to plan more? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's like, hey, can I have a block party or can I set up something like a dinner where we can all get together and actually have a shared meal rather than flinging our children at each other and just hoping for the best and someone will send them home later, which honestly, I totally get. I do it too. <laughs> sometimes we all need a break and sometimes the kids can entertain themselves. I think about this with my friendships and think of, you know, the people that I've been close with in college and close with in um, different businesses and how our lives do drift. Like after we're not working together in the same space every day, we no longer have those conversations. I have no idea what's going on with them. It takes us actively reaching out and finding out, do we have things in common now? What could we talk about? What's going on? 
we need to kind of be there. We need to create those moments. And then with the friends that I do have that I hang out with frequently, I'm recognizing like how much comfort there is in that. And that is what we're looking for, right? Is this sense that there's people out there that care about us that don't need us to show up with a face on. And that's part of friendship as well. So I think that changes from childhood through adulthood. Um, when we're making friends and we're very young, there's this phase that you go through. Like one, it starts out really genuine and you are who you are. And then social expectations come up and we try to mold ourselves to get more approval and be what we think our friends want us to be and what boyfriends want us to be and all of these things. And then most of us, like we have this awakening where we're like, I don't want to do that anymore. We call it like you turn 40 and you just don't give a fuck anymore. The field of fucks is barren. And we're like, nope, we're going to be who we are. We're tired of putting on a face. We're tired of pretending to like things we don't like. But we also recognize that it it comes with having to get to know people again, to get to know your friends and be like, well, who are they when they're not putting on the face were you close with them? Really? Did you know them for who they are? Have they changed now that they're not doing it anymore either? (laughs) Sometimes that's really beautiful. As we get older, uh, I think we're more capable of choosing activities that we genuinely connect with and like, and we're fortunate to be able to meet people who have also chosen those activities and like them. So that's a definite way to create a social atmosphere for yourself and create closer friendships of shared experiences by gravitating towards something that you already love anyway and finding other people who also appreciate that thing. That's a really easier way to do it. And again, to recognize when you put yourself in that situation. So say you're taking a class or you're going to go learn something or go on a camping trip or adventure and you're surrounded by other people who are also out doing the thing that you love, that we need to be brave and ask other people like, Hey, do you want to hang out? Or, Hey, I'm having this event. I would love if you would come. And that can seem really scary, but it's recognizing that if we don't do that, there's no opportunity to create a friendship. Then it's just, you're showing up, but not getting to know anybody. And there's no, um, vulnerability. There's no repeat. There needs to be an opportunity to see other dimensions of us rather than just the hobby or the thing that comes up. And I think that is what develops these close friendships. So as I watch my daughter developing friendships, the ones that are sticking around and cared about the most are the ones who have been through fights and have had moments of misunderstandings and they've had to get over it. And now they've seen other dimensions of each other or that they helped someone through something difficult. And it's amazing that even at such a young age, you see that it's shared experiences of strife and overcoming it (laughs) that makes a friendship closer and recognizing that sometimes as adults, we curate ourselves so as not to ever have conflict or share that we disagree with someone for fear that they won't like us anymore in the same way that we did as children. But we forget that the closest friendships are the ones that have overcome those kinds of conflicts. So that's just an interesting insight that I wanted to share because I think we do protect ourselves. And we also these days live in such social bubbles where um, it's easy to villainize other people for disagreeing with us or for having a difference of opinion, rather than truly showing up and asking for more understanding, or to even entertain these thoughts, to hold that someone can be important to us and also disagree with us on something important to us. It's really difficult. But if I would ask it of my child, I have to ask it of myself too. So there's that. 
Ah, so how do we move into our adult lives and maintain friendships and time for friendships? I guess that's another part of it too, the aspect of how much time do we have to put in to our friendships and what is what does it cost us to have them or not have them? And I would say my conclusion is it's worth the effort. <laughs> it's worth the effort knowing that there are people out there that you care about that doesn't happen and maintain itself by itself. It, it takes our active involvement. It takes reaching out and having a phone call or inviting someone down. It involves you know, deciding that it's worth staying up late, even though you didn't want to, because what you get in return is so much more that you have this person, this other being that has care for you that can, like you let them in enough to understand you and understand where you're at in the world to have that support. And I can say from going through times of crisis, it is our friends that lift us up and help us. It, it's not the coworkers or the people that you passed on the bus it's not your clients, you know, like it, the people that are going to be there for you and float you through the most difficult times of your life are the ones that you've put the time into as well. And it goes both ways. And it's really beautiful. I think that's why we say like people that are living these long lives, right in the blue zones, and they have such a sense of community. And it's that they have built this into their lives that they have prioritized making time for relationships to show up and to be of service to their community and to be served by their community. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like we are very much benefited by the people that we benefit. So to remind yourself of that too, if it's feeling stressful or difficult, it's like, oh, well, I can show up in the spirit of kindness and of service. And I know that when I do that genuinely, it does come back on me too. And people look well on me and it's okay to inconvenience myself. I know we talked about inconvenience a week or two ago. It's okay to do that because what I get back in return is so much more. And I want to say a little piece about that too, is that a little bit of selfishness is awesome. And <laughs> we don't hear that often enough. We're always told like, oh, don't do things for selfish reasons. Or if you do it for that, it, it invalidates that you did it at all. And I think that's a bunch of bullshit. And of course, we do things for selfish reasons. Like we're human, we're alive, like we're a living being. Of course, what we do, we do because it benefits us. Let's just take that as a given and stop demonizing it. And I think, you know, if you're not taking it to the point that you're like, ha ha ha, I can manipulate everybody into doing everything for me, which I don't think most of us fall into that category, then I think we're okay. And it's okay to do something because you want something nice to happen. <laughs> That's completely okay. That's why we do anything at all. So you can forgive yourself for any guilt for that. My dears, I hope that you have an excellent week, that you're able to take some moments and reflect on the relationships in your life and the ones that you want to have, the ones that you do have, the ones that you've let go, and to consider what it takes to perhaps enhance some of those relationships, like what extra time could be put in? What kind of shared experience would you like to have with them? And when you think about a shared experience, to think about um, what's the quality of emotion that you want to evoke, that you both can share and remember about that experience and therefore about each other. So thinking of, you know, joy, of relaxation, of relief, of awe, of delight, like what kind of things could you go out, do, 
have be together, to have that in each other's presence. And that kind of experience really brings you together. It gives you something to reminisce on in years to come and deepens all of those relationships. So go forth, have, have friendships, be happy. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.